0: Welcome to Inspired Artist Podcast with me, Sirgan Kaur. Welcome! And I'm Redenture and Prim Band. And you have an announcement you want to make.
1: I have a channel on YouTube. Go to YouTube and type in close to Family Fun and you'll see my channel right there. And click on it and go to the, and press the, um, the little square button and then Click that
0: subscription button. And yeah. please do the same for this podcast. Yeah. Because you're really good at promoting yourself from um, i Redenter. Can I
1: tell you something?
0: And you can subscribe, rate, and comment on this podcast and help people find it.
1: Oh, um, and uh, I, have, I have a video image and it's, it's called Snipper Clip. And if you want to see it, uh,
0: play it on YouTube. Okay, thank you. So in this episode, I'm talking with Bill Sterling again. And this time we're talking specifically about Yogi Bhajan um, from the context of someone who is a mediator and someone who really looks at the way that we use language and um, view people's choices and their freedoms. And I think that this was a really interesting perspective. Um, He is not part of the Know, the Kundalini Yoga community. So he's speaking about this from um, an interesting and very different angle, and so I think this is a really valuable thing to look at. So I uh, hope you enjoy this. And here we go.
2: I could talk about it within alignment with the the community issues that that uh, what's going through as well as how, how the brain gets kind of locked into certain things Uh um, and they have certain beliefs about the way things are. And by, and then all of a sudden you believe it's this way. And then all of a sudden you discover it's completely this other thing. And you had no idea that that was going on while you were believing this other thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's sort of like, what my dad was a mob boss i never knew that all <laughs> i did was see him every weekend and he was so jolly and happy to see me but meanwhile he was breaking kneecaps throughout the entire week <laughs> i'm just making up a story now yeah but yeah. some people actually discover that
0: right
1: you know right
2: i think there's actually a new reality show about that too uh uh getting away from the mob family you know is like and they have this big mob boss guy and then this family wants to get out of it and it's all a reality show about getting out of the mob (laughs) and there's all so we could talk about how the brain gets hijacked or the belief structure goes into places this is the way you do things Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know
2: and so um uh, you know and and you can you know, kind of cut it and edit it the way you would like, or just put the whole thing up because I see you're recording. You can do this any way you like.
0: I, and that, I like the unedited version, you know, unless some technical glitch happens.
2: Awesome. Yeah. All right then. <laughs> Great. Okay. So what would make your life wonderful? Feel free to ask a question and then we can uh, start through the process of discussing how the brain and how uh, the mind frames things in order um, to create a life for ourselves
0: the question that I see come up a lot and people have contacted me personally about is what do I now do with these practices that for some people really served me? Um, now that I've discovered that, you know, um, the teacher of these teachings, one may have made them up, which to me is less problematic (laughs) than two was a, you know, a rapist, uh, you know, highly individual.
1: Right. Um, Yeah. Right.
2: So the first step is uh, the first step is cautioning our, our mind to globalize things that someone is all bad or someone's all good. Mm -hmm. So that's like the first step is you, that there are certain things, certain people are on that scale between good and bad, and they have different elements that are good about them, and they have different elements that might be bad or shadow side or have a dark energy to it. And we just because you receive the good part of the person, then later you discover the bad part of the person, that bad part doesn't necessarily need to influence the good part that you received from that person. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is getting our, our adult mind to move away from black and white thinking into um, a momentary thinking about how were my needs served in the past through this practice, spiritual practice, or from this teacher? And how did I extract the thing that served my life and celebrate that?
0: Mm-hmm. And if you could also speak to, because some of the things I, I can see are not related, like he taught this beautiful mantra and he abused such and such people. Okay. So I can see how the mantra is not directly related to that behavior, but what about a teaching that goes in conflict? Like an act, like what, like his actions that go in conflict with the teaching, such as the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, you should not have extramarital sex. You should not have sex unless you're married. Clearly not practicing what he was preaching. So that. Awesome. Sort of, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so there is
2: problems with the need for integrity mm-hmm. and the need for trust. Mm-hmm. Um, integrity is I'm going to say something and then I am going to be definitive on that as a something to hold up. And meanwhile, I'm not going to follow my own statement. Okay, now I'm going to say, I'm going to share something very disturbing right now. Okay, this is really disturbing. And I will get pushback on this. Okay. There's this thing that's written down called the Ten Commandments. Have you ever heard of these things? Yes. Yeah. The way they're written is very black and white, is very definitive. Thou shalt not. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's suppose they weren't really meant to be black and white statements. Let's suppose that they were meant to be written and practiced as intentions. You've known you know when you've reached a spiritual place, when you don't covet your neighbor's wife, not thou shalt not covet's neighbor's wife, your spiritual practice is to this is not a solid thing to do. <laughs> this is not a spiritual part of the part of the practice rather than, you know, Thou not shalt not rather than it being written in a black and white narrative, being written in we're imperfect as human beings, and from time to time you might be married to this person, and then someone comes along, you think, Hey, male or female, you're looking pretty good over there. And I don't know what it is, but if I would have found you before I found him or her, it would have been better for me. But guess what? I have this commitment, I have this family, I have this thing, and I am not going to covet you because I am meeting more of my need for integrity and commitment over here with this person. And my spiritual practice says, I am practicing that. I might not be good at it, but I am practicing that. Now, the word practice is very, very important for us as human beings. Practice does not mean that you're good at it it is what we teach children we need to practice our math we need to practice baseball we need to practice because we're building a skill at it it is not so upsetting when you say this person has a spiritual practice it doesn't mean they're good at it it just means that they're practicing it Mm
1: -hmm.
2: they're you know putting a ball on a t-ball and just trying to hit the ball to get started because they're five
1: yeah we they're not a-
0: about this actually <laughs> I were talking about our, our kids getting frustrated at trying to draw these cartoons um, yeah trying yeah look like what the what the cartoon yeah. trying to make it look like yeah. And we
2: want to get them to practice. They practice tying their shoelace until they're good at tying their shoelaces. And we give them as much time until they master tying their shoelace. It's a practice.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then there's a mastery. Most folks, were hoping, they engage fully in the process of practicing. Some things need more practice than others. For example, if... I want to become a lawyer, then I need to study law and become familiar with all the different things that go into being a lawyer. So when I get out and I pass the bar, that's an exam that allows us to become an attorney, then I start my legal practice. It doesn't mean I'm any damn good at being an attorney. It doesn't mean I know how to do an argument, But boy, I at least have this body of knowledge and I am now going to start practicing Mm -hmm. my legal practice. So I have this legal practice and this spiritual practice. I want to become a doctor and I study all the things that require for me to start and become a doctor. Here is some knowledge and wisdom that these tests and this information. It's really important so that when I get out, I get to then practice on whatever patient comes through my door first. It doesn't mean I'm any good at it. It just means I am starting my medical practice. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that after the fifth surgery that you do, that you'll at least be have some kind of skill in the practice of being search surge, of surgeon. Now, luckily they do things called internships, where these young kids are running through a hospital practicing
1: mm-hmm.
2: being a doctor on patients. It doesn't mean they're any good at it. It just means they're practicing. Now. We can now take a look at a person starting the practice of meditation, doing a mantra, having a yoga practice, having these different things. And we start down and and engage the practice that this is where this person was starting at in their practice. And did they work on their skill to become better at the practice? They might have had a complete shadow side of that practice but they were a pretty good doctor meanwhile they had this whole entire shadow side to them
1: mm-hmm.
2: we have several situations of people being a doctor and then abusing patients being a dentist and abusing patients being a comedian and abusing actors and actresses during the process we love the front-facing skill and mastery of bill cosby until there this shadow thing shows up and it just like completely wrecks that entire experience of the times that we had laughter with the jokes, with the writing, with the TV show, with the family, with the da, 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 da. And meanwhile, all this other shadowy stuff was going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. Does that take anything away from the humor? If we stay in that space and we never saw it, the answer would be what a, the, one of the most revered people ever. Yeah, but at the same time, when we look at the shadow side of it, there's a lot of suffering and a lot of pain that was caused to those specific individuals and was enabled by the people around that person. Mm -hmm. It was enabled because the person gave over integrity, they gave over trust they gave over their need for respect because they just wanted to be close to the leader and they then they built out the experience so that leader could meet the leader's needs at the expense of those people that tended to be in the line of sight of the person doing and creating the thing that was not in alignment with the thing they were preaching, not in alignment with the practice. So you could say that that person was practicing this spirituality, but wasn't very good at it. <laughs> this is one element of their spirituality they weren't good at, the sexuality part. This is one element of their spirituality that they weren't very good at, the kindness part. This is another area of their spirituality that weren't they weren't very good at the need for integrity. They are very good at that. (laughs) Now, on a scale of one to 10, what do we do with this? We need to get used to in our human consciousness is not only is that these things are not black and white, yet there is a definitive nature, just like flipping a coin, there's a head side of the coin And on the opposite side of the coin is what? Tail. Tails. (laughs) So if celebration is the head side of the coin, then mourning has to be on the tail side of the coin because there's a shadow side of things. Mm -hmm. Things are not going to go well because of the human experience of practice. Celebrate, celebrate. Mm-hmm. Whoops, I need to mourn something because if I don't mourn something, I'm pretending that the shadow side does not exist inside me. I lose humility, I lose the ability to have a care and an experience of compassion for other people. I can treat them like objects. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not willing to mourn or be humble or really deal or face or um, uh, cultivate the um, uh, what's in my shadow side. Yeah. You know? What,
0: okay. Yeah. Oh, what, did you have more to say about that?
2: No. Because, uh, well, I do, but I want your questions. I have tons of more to say. But it's, it's really important to get used to the dynamic of here's the celebratory side of it and here's the mourning side of it.
0: Sure. And I think that it's confused a little bit uh, in our spiritual community right now because many people would see, whereas it seems clear cut in sort of a, a medical sense, like you kill the patient, okay, something went awry, we get that, you know. On the spiritual side, you abuse someone, you yell at them and chastise them in public. Half of the people, I don't know what the statistics are, but let's say half of the people say, yes, that proves that he is a master and he's able to confront people. And then other people are saying, yes, that proves that he is it's abusive. abusive right. You know. So it's like. Yeah.
2: Okay. So let's have an argument then. And let's make all <laughs> arguments safe. Are you ready to do that? Okay, so the first thing we need to do to make an argument safe is to get used to when someone has a label or a diagnosis on the positive or negative side of the fence is that we've got to see through that piece. We can't can't get stuck on it. So for example, if someone is yelling at someone else and chastising them because they made a mistake or they weren't doing something right, or that. Now, I am now going to really make this very uncomfortable. You ready?
1: Yeah.
2: If somebody is praising somebody, if somebody is exalting someone else, if somebody is pushing a, oh, this is my best student. Here's the good qualities of this person. Oh, this is a bad student over here. Those two things also have to be called out. Not just the negative side, but the praise is problematic too. Because if an acknowledgement is not specific, then it turns into praise. Then what happens is it separates the person from themselves. So if I say good job all the time and I don't, and I'm not specific, the person hears and then becomes. I'm going to say it. It's going to sound unsettling. Addicted to praise,
1: yeah, I
2: that. and dependent upon it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So we want to be specific. So, either the the thing to get a hold of this is when you say "good job" to your daughter. Point out the thing you like. See how you put these coins together. I really liked how your mind worked around putting these coins together. That's called a specific acknowledgement. But if you just say, great job, they don't know what the thing is that you did, and it gets them hooked on perfection and hooked on praise. So to get them off of that crack cocaine, You want to be specific about the thing you're seeing. You know, when you hand me the dishes when you're unloading the dishwasher, I really like that. It meets my need for support. That's an acknowledgement. Thanks for helping is not. Or I'm really glad you're such a great mama's helper is not specific. But if you're specific, it's a life-serving acknowledgement. So what happens with whether if it's a guru or a spiritual teacher, when a teacher separates and acknowledge and or reprimands somebody from doing stuff, they are not doing the spiritual thing <laughs> they need to be doing, which is being observant of the thing they like. And, you know, one of the things that the community is going to need to heal from is he said really good things about me. He Mm -hmm. really said bad things about me. He said good things about this other person. He said bad things about this other person. What the healing that needs to take place is how do you convert that into observations, which are specific? one of the great spiritual teachers krishnamurti once said the the highest form of intelligence is the ability to observe without judgment or criticism we want to observe and be specific without judgment of it being right or wrong we want to observe without judgment or criticism now this is really tough because most spiritual teachings are about judging on whether you're doing it right or not Mm
1: -hmm.
2: instead of are you in the practice of this spiritual practice try it a little left try a little right try it your way as a third option just to blow your brain up a little bit what do you mean try it my way yeah because you know if you're an are an eminence of god sort of let your god do it the way you would like to do it and try it that way because i'm just the facilitator and i'm just working my essence and meanwhile you could have it done 10 times better than the way i could yeah i particularly enjoy this jesus quote (laughs) <laughs> Which is, you're going to do gre- things greater than I could ever do. That's an example of a observational spiritual teacher. I am not going to be able to comp- program computers because they haven't been invented yet. It would have been nice if he would have said that. Then you would say, boy, you really are God. <laughs> instead of just another person in a spiritual practice and doing a better job at spiritual practice practicing than many people at that time <laughs> that were stuck in black and white thinking and following the rule of law instead of the intention of the spiritual practice, which was a big part of his message.
0: Right. And. If- Oh, go ahead, Sacha. I was just going to say Yogi Bhajan, you know, who, you know, um, is who we're talking about. um, He said, you know, I want you guys to be 10 times greater than me. So it's interesting that you just said 10 times greater. Did you pick that up, (laughs) Sergin? So he said that, but there's still so much praise towards him. Still, There still is today.
2: Which 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 is a part of celebrating the contribution. And not necessarily looking at the humility of the tail side of the coin. Who wants to look at the tail side of the coin? Who wants to be able to, and let alone, and this is one of the the things I really love about this discussion too, is, is being able to consciously mourn losses. It doesn't go well for us. We're supposed to practice sad. we get to practice disappointment we get to practice anger it tells us something it tells us that a need of ours is not being met and we got a whole bunch of judgment in our head that's causing us to be angry Mm -hmm. Uh, so anger is not a
1: problem It's it's a doorway it's something to open and move through Try that on for
2: size because we're taught that if a person's angry, they're not spiritual. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not the way I like to do it. I kind of like my anger. Why? Because it tells me what my judgment is. Now I'm going to give you what a one of Bill Sterling's famous constructs. Okay. Here it is. All right. Anger's a flamethrower. Passion is a laser. If you are not in touch with the anger, you cannot focus on your passion. You become a nice dead person. You got to have a hold of this. You got to get upset about something. You move from judgment to discovery (laughs) through curiosity to going like, yeah, I think that guy's, just to use a judgment, an idiot Mm -hmm. because he doesn't meet my need for awareness and kindness. Now, I just started converted to a passion statement. Listen, this is what awareness and kindness looks like to me. Kindness doesn't look like this, what you just said to that person. Notice how my Intention went up in my body. I was lasering. You know, here's what kindness looks like. You know, and this is what awareness looks like. And I am, I am on it. My cortisol, my adrenaline, my my fight is on a advocacy for something that I see as important in my world, rather than. Flame throwing, flame throwing! You idiot! What's wrong with you? How could you not do it this way? Da 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 da! You should have really known better. What's wrong with you? You know what? You're really gonna pay for it. You know what you did to other people because you did that. Look at all that anger that I could have loaded up and just spit bullets at somebody else. I actually did it at at a moderate tone, so the two of you go like, "Damn, you can." You could totally load that up with adrenaline and rip somebody's head off. But meanwhile, the message is lost. Meanwhile, you're not really getting the point across, anyways, by berating the person, which is a label. Doesn't help you. Attack doesn't help you. Abuse does not help us. Those are all anger words. Those will make you more angry. And then after you're angry, helpless shows up next because you can't do anything with it unless you get on what need of yours was really violated there integrity or physical safety which one's more pissing you off is it the physical safety part of it or is it the integrity part of it is it the trust part of it you know or is it the reassurance or kindness part of it which one what are you so damn mad about follow the thread follow the thread then you know what's what's going on in your heart and you're not allowing your the language that's driving your head to move forward does that make some sense is it bringing us some some thoughts so give me some other examples of things that the community might be working on because these are, this is really important messaging that we need to reframe this um, experience of this human being that walked the planet at one time, mm-hmm. and the gifts that were brought forward, as well as the wreckage that was also a part of it for some, or many, some people, mm-hmm. you know, had the wreckage part of it, had the shadow. They got the shadow side of the tail side. Nobody else saw that. Other people didn't see the other shadow side. It was some of it might have been in plain sight. And they weren't even looking because they didn't even want to see it. Oh, he can't be doing that. Meanwhile, he was doing that.
1: Because
2: mm-hmm. they were looking at the spiritual teacher as that they weren't in their own spiritual practice.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, and what this brought up for me, which... I'm, I'm always interested in this idea of perspective, but I was thinking about how little we know about all of the, you know, how how little we know about the actual lives of the people who brought the great ideas that we, you know, take for granted these days. You know, we don't know that in his daily life, Jesus was, he was a human being. (laughs) You know, we're all human beings. Um, now that doesn't mean that he necessarily went to the extreme, you know, of, of, uh, you know raping someone or you know um but you know there were probably things that if you were judgmental if you were going to judge that you would have issues with in everyone's life right
2: yeah um, well they put him to death over it actually they didn't have judgments about his <laughs> life and they did take those elements and say wait a minute we need to keep things the same and then we need to execute this person because this person is upsetting the apple cart
0: right right so
2: so he actually did in real time, go to jail, but their jail was more death than it was jail. (laughs) Do you see what I mean? So that's the way to think about it. I mean, Bill Cosby, you know, went to jail for horrific things and other people did this, but meanwhile, you know, it depends on what the social constructs are Mm -hmm. of the time. Sure. Yeah. What is, what's allowed in that societal group?
1: Right.
2: You know, I mean, there's a lot of people take, take, take uh, you, know, uh, sh- you know, shots at uh, Muslims regarding their oppression of women because it's not in our societal construct that it's to be done that way,
1: no.
2: but it's, it's in theirs no. and that's a tough, that's a tough one. Because when a certain group of beliefs are dominating or g- generating a, a certain groups of society, well, who's to say that that group of beliefs is the wrong set of beliefs? It seems like that that society is, you know, going all right the way it is.
0: Right. You right. know,
2: I mean, I'm I'm just... I'm reminded, I I took a, and I did a a leadership workshop in Bali and it's all the Hindu gods are all around and they were following the spiritual practice. And you know what? I kind of like driving there on a motorcycle and, and everybody being cooperative and collaborative in the driving and being, meeting each other's need for safety and not beeping or you know, being upset at each other and just driving really good. It was the, It was actually a lot more peaceful than Los Angeles driving in Los Angeles, and how angry people are, even though our roads and our cars are a lot better.
1: yeah
2: What's, what's that all about? The beliefs are different mm-hmm. The spiritual connection is different. They're all praying all the time, three times a day with the little baskets of food and mm-hmm. incense. In front of every restaurant every day (laughs) yeah all the time (laughs) right like there's a lot of them here so why am i why why am i expressing it it's just a different set of beliefs in a different place And, and yet if you go one island over it's all muslim and the other island over there it's all muslim over there it's like different belief structures in different places
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know which creates the human tapestry blah 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 you know well what a surprise now okay so it still doesn't mean that we don't restore and we don't look at somebody that met their needs at somebody else's expense hmm if somebody is in agreement inside a social construct that this is the way women are to behave in this construct, or this is the way men behave in this construct, we can have as much judgment as we have about it. But you know what? It's not in our, it's not, It, and we might even want to choose to advocate for changes inside that social structure. But it's, it's not necessarily that the person's being, i i it's signs it's it's abused it, it it they're following a some kind of social norm that you kind of wish that they would have grown past
1: mm-hmm.
2: meanwhile, a lot of people are following social norms that are you know literally three thousand years old they're following the same norm yeah. and yeah. they're in the same society and following the same norm
1: right. it's
2: like oh wow, all right you want to take that to the grave and that's the way you're spending your life hey that's that one's that one's between you and your maker
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know okay so how does one discover one of these things and then change the belief because that's really a big part of the construct because because um if you think that uh, and you wanted the belief regarding michael jackson being one of the best musicians ever and then all of a sudden you re- realize that there's this, this entire you know tragic way that people experienced him growing up as a child being uh next to the star being next there and then all of a sudden it's like yikes that's not that really didn't go well from our social constructs you know the things that we choose to have a law on the books for
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know i mean that's really a problem.
0: And I wonder because I tend to think this way about Michael Jackson because we saw him grow up. You know, we saw it from however young he was when he started in the Jackson Five. Yes. We've seen the documentaries, we've seen how abused he was. Yes. Um, that there maybe is an extra element of compassion that we don't realize could apply to every yeah. person you know, who has ever abused someone because it didn't come from a vacuum.
2: Yeah. These things don't, these things don't come from a vacuum. These things are, uh, sometimes they're generational, many generational, two, three, four generations back. We don't even know what's carrying on. A lot of the things that we're discovering in, in uh, uh, science and epigenetics and how the genes are changing all the time to adjust to the environment, not the genes are codified and staying in one place and they're coming forward. No, no, no. The environment is influencing it. Let me give an example of that so you can see it in real time. Okay. All right. Um, if I had a slide, if uh, I could put a slide up about this, if, um, if you want me to do that, I sure I could, I could do that. Um, let me see. Cause this one actually is kind of pretty helpful. Let me bring up the slide deck. That's going to help us out here. Best here.
1: Yeah, there it is. Okay. This
2: one to help us. Come on now. So um, this is, um, I'll tell you what, I'll put two slides up here. Uh, I'll do one and then I'll do the other because I'll, I'll actually show the, the physiological change in real time. Um, okay, so I want to, I'm going to hit this button first. That's going to give me the slide. And then I'm going to hit this second button. That's going to be the share screen. I'm going to share this screen here, and and um, and so we can have a uh, a biological discussion about consciousness.
1: Okay. Cool. All right. Great.
2: So this particular slide is a cross section of a cell. There is one cell here, the cross section where it shows the cell wall. And you'll see these. Uh, blue structures and the little purple things that are fitting inside those are called uh, neuropeptides or molecules of emotion and then there's another green receptor with a yellow peptide in it now if you stare at the picture a little bit you can actually see there's two different cells in the background there's this red cell over here on the right hand side and there's this blue cell over here on the left hand side in the distance can you see those Yeah. Great. All right. So look at this blue cell. It's sending out these yellow particles. Those are the molecules of emotion. It's a, it's a, chemis- it's a chemistry response. Same as the red one is sending out these purple ones, and they're setting to the receptor here. Now, once it locks into the receptor, sort of like a key inside the lock, what it does is it sends the signal to the DNA that there's a bunch of this chemical in the environment a bunch of these molecules in the environment and then the dna says oh my gosh the environment has a bunch of these chemicals i better adjust my cells in 24 to 48 hours 72 hours the next time this cell splits i better make more receptors for that chemical
1: mm.
2: all right so let's take a look at addiction in in a short microsecond if i put more alcohol in the environment the alcohol molecule attaches to the receptor it sends a signal to the dna make more receptors for the alcohol molecule that's called tolerance now it's not one drink to get you drunk it's two or three drinks Mm -hmm. not one thing of cocaine, not one thing of heroin, not one thing of Oxycontin, not one thing of a cough syrup, not one thing of the chemical. I need to make more receptors for this chemical that's in the environment. Now the person stops drinking. But there's all these receptors on the cells because they've been drinking for a year, two, three, five. They go through a process called detox because the cells are calling for the chemical. Your brain cannot override that when all the cells in your body says, hey, what happened to that alcohol you used to feed me? I used to feel pretty good about that. It used to suppress all the trauma patterns and it used to take care of your emotional upsets. You know, all right. Now, I got the two of you smiling, which is really great (laughs) because guess what? Our spiritual practice can work the same way. You can make a positive chemical and all of a sudden you create the positive receptors waiting because we had this great meditative experience and we had this spiritual breakthrough and this guru helped us get there.
0: Right.
2: So now all of a sudden I need this guru and I'm going to reject or not see any of the negative things the guru is doing. Because my cells are saying, every time I see the guru, I am going to be in alignment with this spiritual experience. Just by having him in the room, he, his voice, his mantra, his technique, his yoga position, his whatever, freed me up from that trauma pattern.
1: Mm.
2: And I had a hit. of oxytocin i had a hit of serotonin i had a hit of molecules that made me feel good i had this prayerful experience i was in this meditation one time i read this passage that he had uh, handed out and i was profoundly moved to forgive my father my mother my grandfather my da. i was able to move past that wound therefore He could do no wrong heads. There's no shadow side tails. He gets a pass on the rest of this stuff. Michael Jackson with music. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: He gets a pass on this. We didn't have to see the backstory. Now, the mind is a very powerful thing. All I got to do is put the right intention language-wise inside the environment and the molecules of emotion will follow instantly. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. So what's coming up before I go to the next slide, what's coming up by just looking at this, this little, uh, this little experience of describing this, what's showing up inside you? What are you noticing?
0: Well, the first thing that came to mind when you said that about um, creating more receptors for that spiritual experience, it what I thought of was, well, that would explain why, you know, so many people asked him so many questions about how they should live their life, because if he knew how to get them to this place using this tool, then... He must know about everything. Yeah, he
2: doesn't know that much. He doesn't know (laughs) much about life. He knew about how to do spiritual practice. His spiritual
0: practice was great. His life skills, maybe not so good. But he, unlike um, the other yoga teachers that were now, you know, coming to to the surface, he created an entire body, basically, of a manual of how to live your life. And it included things from what to eat, what to sleep, what to say, what to drink, what to, I mean, it just, it was so pervasive. so.
2: And some of those things were really great. And some of those things were not necessarily in alignment with everyone to follow. It was not necessarily in alignment for things because it left out our divinity and our ability to choose and create beyond what he offered. Mm -hmm. They leaned their life and their elbow on this guidebook. Meanwhile, just like the Ten Commandments. You'll know when you've reached a spiritual place when you don't have to covet your neighbor's wife. Mm -hmm. Why? you made your choice over here. You met your need for family. You did this experience over here. And it says, but at the same time is, wait a minute, you did this family thing. You are in this space, but this person is not meeting my needs. This other person might meet my needs. It is time to leave this relationship because my divinity Although it was an agreement over here, it was not in an agreement with myself now, where I am in the field of time. My molecules have changed.
1: Mm.
2: I know that my cells are screaming out, saying, "It's time to leave now." Yeah. And I've been suppressing, tolerating, you know, not really embracing what I. Need to do where I need to go, who I am to become as a part of my spiritual path. My path and my ex have moved apart because my cells know I feel better when he's not around or she's not around. I was addicted to staying. I was buying into the cultural belief of or i'm angry because the person did not stay they didn't follow my cultural beliefs about staying and -hmm. their best service if i really went to the place of love then it would be if i love you I, and I'm in the way of you becoming you. I need to get out of the way and deal with the loss and mourn it.
1: No.
2: Clearly our society is having trouble with all the things I just said.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Cause who wants to mourn something? You got to like treat it like a death mm-hmm. and really come to resolution so that you can still hold the relationship between the sadness, the sweet pain of mourning something because it meant something and the vibrance of celebrating something fully going like, Oh my gosh, this is really something that is extraordinary. I have this extraordinary time one moment at a time with this wonderful person who is now a part of my intimate life And um, they're allowing me to be everything I ever wanted to be. And I'm allowing them to be everything they want to be. And we're still going to argue and work through things during that process. Yeah. And it's not going to be smooth. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be engaged and vibrant and intimate and close. Because... That's what my cells are telling me to do in that moment of upset, as well as in that moment of great peace, or ecstasy, or bliss.
0: Would would you then say that most everything that creates more receptors could be labeled as addiction?
2: Well, uh, let's take a look at this next experience called addiction and see how addicted both of you are to this next thing. I'm going to put up. You ready? <laughs> because this is where it gets really fun. Would you be willing to read out loud what you think that sentence says?
0: What does that say? Ice cream is good.
2: Ice cream is good. Great. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream?
0: I'm not huge on ice cream. Um, What do I... So
2: what kind of be a flavor that you like if if you were to...
0: pistachio
2: pistachio maybe a flavor there uh and uh you know Sati, what's uh what's your what's your favorite uh, ice cream what'd you say yeah.
0: um cookies and cream
2: cookies and cream okay so let's just play a little bit and imagine that there's a bowl in front of you and I do like Spissachio and I do like Rocky Road. So if I had this bowl, I would probably have a scoop of each. And maybe you have two scoops of those things in front of you. And you have a spoon. And you have a spoon and you're ready to take a scoop of that ice cream. And you're ready to bring it to the mouth. And you can almost like kind of kind of feel that, oh my gosh, I'm about ready to have this wonderful flavor in my mouth. And I'm really feeling delighted and energized about it.
0: that's so funny i saw the lines where the g's were and i was like but is it i h (laughs) green
2: oh that's interesting yeah see the so the graphic didn't work as well i i i I corrected the graphic on another slides deck so i gotta fix it on this one (laughs) so 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 notice so notice that That, um, as we're, notice the chuckle. So that means there was a little doubt because your, your mind didn't have certainty. So, so that also impacted the, your emotional load too, is that you had a little doubt about what it said. So notice the, the humor that showed up. Now there's also
0: listening to this. It's just gibberish.
2: (laughs) Right. Right. But also notice that you might be asking yourself, Bill, where's my ice cream? Because I spent time Thanks. nurturing the belief that ice cream was in front of you with a spoon and it was coming to your mouth. Mm. You, there might have even been a part of you that was thinking that, why is my mouth watering right now? Why is my stomach growling right now? And it's because what happens is, is that our words have so much impact that we create a reality from that and create a truth perspective. The truth perspective was Bill talked about an ice cream, uh, a a bowl of ice cream in front of me, two scoops with a spoon. I created a reality. I created truth perspective. Your mind is filling in the information just like this piece. Now here's what's really weird is that if I go back to this, and you look at it again and say, "Oh yeah, I can see ice cream is good." And you keep looking at it. Ice cream is good. Ice cream is good. Your body will actually calm down with the illusion. I am messing with the molecules of emotion in your body right now, although it's a very small messing. Could yeah, you go ahead. Back
0: to That what? Why will I get calm by the? Could you, could
2: you explain that? Oh, I'd be glad to. Sure. The reason why we get calm is because this is something that's understandable where the gibberish is not understandable.
0: Oh, I see. Okay.
2: Our brain validates things that are understandable, not things that are gibberish. So if I have an experience of a spiritual guru, and then I have this gibberish of what did he do? Wow. Yeah. I'm going to reject the gibberish. because I don't want to believe that this is real. This is why, whether it's the president or a powerful movie executive, can have all of these people come up and say, he did that to me. And a whole nother group of people say, I don't believe you. What do you mean you don't Because I'm believing the leader. I am believing the person that's in charge. I'm believing the person that has the most money. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, you know, I can't believe that this person would rip me off. Meanwhile, they're ripping them off.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What are they using? The same technique that I'm using here, which is put language up that's plausible. Meanwhile, I'm going to steal all your money and take your ice cream away too, and your health care, and your uh, job, and your income, and your, you know, and your 401k. And but don't worry about it. You know what? Ice cream's good. It's going to come back right away. You know, it's going to come back. The, uh, our economy is going to burst back, and it's going to be better than ever. Yeah, really? Not in time to save my house. Not in time to save my family. All of a sudden that stuff gets washed away and some rich person gets to take advantage of that through the crisis management crisis. It's called crisis capitalism. I am going to take advantage of somebody else's crisis because I have more money and that allows me to buy up all the distressed property. Mm. The problem with the mind is what we think is real might not be real. Our perspectives, our beliefs might be preventing growth and learning and change. It might be preventing us from honesty, which is currently prevalent in our current environment. Honesty Mm
1: -hmm.
2: sort of, we need scary honesty right now. We're not getting it. And if something, something bad happened to that person, and it's their experience of it, we need to spend time in empathy and compassion for the way the person took it, whether it's small, medium, or large.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, what was the intention of the person?
0: The Of Yogi Bhajan, is that what you mean? Well...
1: For
2: anyone. Uh, or of the, uh, the, of the person on both sides of the fence. Notice that your brain went to, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. If are we having compassion for him right now? Wait a minute. We, maybe we don't have that compassion for him quite yet. We need to have compassion for the victims first. Bill, Bill, what are you doing? You're shifting up compassion for him, compassion for the victims. Which one are we talking about right now? Your brain is literally going between ice cream, no ice cream, ice cream, no ice cream, ice cream, no ice cream. Just go, wow, Bill, this is interesting, and try to get off of it as quick as possible. But,
0: um, I, that actually that actually wasn't what i was what i oh. think i was i was ready to go with you there i was just curious if that's who you were referring
2: to You're curious if i was referring to because we don't i'm just sharing with you i didn't know where your mind was i was guessing about where it was uh uh, uh so too you might have a, a different experience than that too your, your mind might have went one way or another who are we having compassion for who are we having empathy for because our mind needs to get clarity yeah because it sits with doubt or skepticism hesitancy nervousness maybe you know unsettled as a possible emotion because we don't have confused as a at torn we don't know where the clarity is Okay, so let's have compassion for the person that, it hap- that, that this thing happened, for, happened to.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so what level of compassion would you like? Would you like to have compassion for the person that got a back rub by him, felt uncomfortable, and thought it was something more? Do you want to have compassion that had a back rub plus some verbal language about how beautiful they were how about background plus beautiful language plus intimate language how about background plus plus more th- you see how all of a sudden it's it's scaling mm-hmm. because each person is on a different scale of things not to minimize the person on the small end of the scale or hey he pinned me up this way and did this thing to me that's somebody on this end of the scale but guess what empathy and compassion for each person with a different experience because they had the projection. They were getting ice cream. Meanwhile, they weren't getting that they were getting, he was getting his needs met at their expense.
0: Hmm.
2: You see how all of a sudden it just got scary. Honesty just showed up. Oh my gosh. Is what that about,
0: what, what about their need for community? and um, certainty, which he provided up to to a point, I think.
2: Boy, you're making my day. You made my (laughs) day. You just made my day there. That's correct. They said to themselves, wait a minute. My need for community is being met. My need for belonging is being met. My need for acceptance is being met. My need for connection is being met. Watch what's going to happen now. It's going to get dark really quick. Oh, I have to give over my need for sexuality. I have to lose my need for choice. I don't get my need for being heard met. I am losing um, my ability to uh, talk about truth. I got to get, in order to get these needs, I got to throw these needs under the bus.
1: Hmm.
2: And I don't get choice on this. Because all of a sudden I'm going to be out of my community, my belonging, my acceptance, my family, my spiritual practice has got to go. Wait a minute. I had all these breakthroughs over here. Uh, That's okay. I'll sleep with him once. Whatever the rationalization is that's taking place over here, every human being gets stuck between what needs am I really getting met here What needs am I losing here or getting thrown out of the bus? And am I able to mourn this, which is now where the community is left. They have to mourn certain needs of certain individuals were not met at the same time as there's this extensive community that showed up with this spiritual practice that benefited people. Meanwhile, there's all these other needs that weren't being met at the same time for certain people at certain times. Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden, can you feel how, like there's this little sadness dampening that shows up here in this experience right now between all three of us? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Sad. Because human beings don't get it right. There's a lot of things my dad did that were really great. And there was three things that he kind of stunk at. but you know what i'm gonna to choose to mourn the three things that he really really stuck at money management alcohol consumption and you know and and uh working collaboratively sometimes he's <laughs> really stuck at that but there was like these nine other things that he was like really great at mm-hmm. my mom same thing there were these, like, seven things she's really good at, and these four things that she really stuck at. <laughs> she's really, really stuck at those four things, <laughs> you know? And, you know, uh, you know, and, and those needs did not get met. And a part of my adult brain is to make a, a solid frame about those needs that aren't being met.
0: Yeah. Well, and what a refreshing way to talk about it too, where we're we're comparing he who was on this pedestal to other people, where where the comparison really does make sense because he was a person.
2: He was a person. Yeah. Person getting through it, meeting his needs the best way possible, had his list of struggles. They accumulated, you know, in his body the way they did. The, the, uh, his resolve you know the the uh the backwiring of guilt shame uh self-judgment self-criticism the incongruencies inside his body about those things mm-hmm. hey they all took a toll you know what he uh, how old was he when he died as a 60 70 sure.
0: 60 what's that i was just being said Joe. i don't know what this i don't know I, I don't know either i think he was in the 70s
2: yeah 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 like in the 70s like that yeah 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 it's a, it's uh that accumulation of, see the congruency uh, our body our body remembers our body remembers our mind tries to override the damn stuff uh-uh nope yeah uh-huh.
0: yeah he kept having heart failure
2: Ooh, mm. what, what a surprise i would have never guessed that one yeah <laughs> that's about that's about right because how am i meeting my needs at the expense of the uh, these other people and not having congruency with that
1: Mm -hmm. i mean
2: if you were having congruency with that then you would do scary honesty along the way sort of like i did this thing and you know i'm now in this new position Mm -hmm. you know some some ministers um and they have come out and said, hey, listen, I've sinned against God, and I've done this thing, and they've done the scary honesty piece, and turned out to be better and a little better through the process of doing that, that, you know, eating humble pie. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily that they fully made restoration and mourning about things. That takes a whole nother set of It's one thing to just ask for forgiveness. It's another thing to sit across from the table and do active empathy of Mm -hmm. the damage that that the other person experienced
1: Mm -hmm.
2: through the person's behavior. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the things that I do when I come into family settings is I hold the space to know that there's ice cream around, but there's also a lot of melted ice cream that's around too. (laughs) It's like, hey you know, there's some good things, but you know, that did not go well here and let's clean up the spilt ice cream or the spilt milk. Let's clean it up because it's affecting the family. You know, it's, you know, it's affecting the company. Yeah. You know, you know, it's um, it's uh, it's, it's, it's really a part of the process of uh, of doing things and we've got to kind of step in and, and deal with the fear or the, the uh the uh, the anxious or the panic you know people are terrified about facing mourning they're mm-hmm. t- terrified by telling the truth terrified mm-hmm. so making it safe inside a community is something that i've done i've come into city council meetings with 250 people mm-hmm. and held the space for that to take place because mm-hmm. it does because our body locks in our our our, our, our sense of smell drops, our, our, our vision actually shuts down, our mm-hmm. hearing shuts off. And when somebody's in the state of shock, that uh, 73% of their hearing shuts off. They can't hear because it's too shocking to believe. They're shocked by it and they don't want to believe it. They don't want to hear it. Uh, eyesight is like 61% of eyesight drops off.
0: Wow. I did not know that.
2: So you can't, the, the reason why the subconscious mind sees it, but the conscious mind, it's too much for the conscious mind to believe to be true, which has some problems. Hey, you have a little one there. Hi, little one.
0: (laughs) Hi. How are you doing? She's got her phone. This is, this is my, my other son. He gave himself a haircut.
2: (laughs) he did uh, was that fun to do to cut your hair yeah you kind of you had your own choices you could choose to cut your hair the way you wanted right yeah it'd be nice if you got some support for that but you got choice in doing it that's so that's one that's a good need to meet you know but you know if you like it then you know yeah, it's okay yeah,
1: yeah you one?
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, so you need some support and getting some information, support from your mom? Yeah.
0: Can yeah. can you play that for right
1: now? No, but I want
2: to play the pigeon. Oh, so you need support to get the other game on?
1: It does. I don't.
2: So no. mom feels torn about how to no. provide you support with the game. Can you figure it out or you just want to show mom?
1: I I want to play the game.
2: Okay, you want her to play the game or do you want to do it by yourself?
1: I want. I want to get
2: a new game. Oh, you would like mom to po- provide you with a new game? Is that what you would like? Is that what you're requesting? No, I want
1: a new game to
2: go right there. Okay. All right. So I hear you want a new new game to go right there. Is that right? I want
1: it to go right
2: there. Okay. So is it okay if your mom and I finish this phone call and then she can pay? Then she can support you. Would that be okay? Um. Yeah. Would you be willing to wait a few moments so your mom and I can finish? Would that be okay?
1: Well, it's not
2: going to be so long. Okay. So would you like, oh, so you think it's going to be done easy? You would like your mom to, do you think it's easy for her? Ask her, mom, is this going to be easy or do you need, you need a couple minutes to finish? Ask her which one. So your mom can have choice. Ask her. Mom?
1: Can, can I um, get Because also... Um, I'll be waiting and keep asking
2: you, when can I get the new game? Oh, so you really want to let mom know that you're going to pester her and, and, and keep asking her. So would you like, would you like your mom to finish or would you like, and to give your all of her attention or would you like her to help you right now? Cause it's a little hard for her to do both. I want
1: to, um, um, do this right
2: now. I see. So now, ask your mom. Mom, would you like a choice? Mom, would you like to do this for me right now, or would you like me to do this after you're done? Ask, consider your mom. Ask your mom. Say, mom, would you like to do it now, or would you like to do it in five minutes? Ask your mom that question. Ask her. Mom.
1: Can I do it now?
2: Or would you like to do it in five minutes? Give your mom choice. Say, mom, would you like to do it in five minutes, or would you like to do it now?
1: Would you like to do it in
0: five minutes or right now? I would like to do it in five minutes.
2: Okay, so now agree upon what five minutes looks like. Even set the, set the clock on, his, on okay. his thing so that we can finish and honor five minutes. Sounds
1: good. Okay, yeah.
2: so there's the clock. Okay, all right. all right, so your mom and I are gonna finish, okay? Okay, so what I just did was model the ice cream and getting both of your needs met, both, I was getting both needs met yeah so so there is a dance between your needs and his needs and I stayed on it I was advocating for your needs because most of the time moms and dads submit their needs to meet the needs of the kids Mm -hmm. instead of uh, recognizing there's a dance between those two things Mm -hmm. and so what we did was just chop some wood there a little bit and you're the people that are watching this video are going like Weren't we just talking about Yogi Bhajan and now we're talking about parenting skills? How do we shift over there? Because it's the same thing. A need has to go under the bus sometimes. Whose? Your kids' needs for support in an, right now. That's the need that went under the bus. The need for consideration for you got met because, quite frankly, he's not looking at your need. Mm-hmm. Because he's not designed that way. His survival is to meet his needs at your expense. That's really what the (laughs) reality is. Now, if he moves into the adult mind, then it's not his needs at your expense, which is essentially what we were talking about with Yogi Bhajan, meeting his needs at the expense of others, which is more of a child mind than it is a adult spiritual guru mind the adult mind knows that the need for choice is not to be met at the expense of others.
1: Hmm.
0: Oh, I like that.
2: It's uncomfortable because that means we have to keep talking until we get agreement. (laughs) And if the person, if the person is not joyously sleeping with you, then they're not, they get to say no and you get to let them walk away. Hmm. Because they're not doing it with joy. They're not doing it because they want to, because it's, because they're going to, they're going to sleep with you because they're going to lose community and acceptance. That is not a powerful way to sleep with somebody else. Just saying.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, so, so there is a little bit of wiggliness that's going to show up here inside the listener, the listener for the person that's listening to this is that, oh my gosh, Bill, do we have to, do we have to learn how to language and balance each other's needs? It's like, yeah. It's like we've got to do a better job of meeting each other's needs down below the line here, even though the language we're speaking is very contextual. We need to get to the heart of the matter, which is what subtext language is, is "I feel because I need. I feel and you noticed that I was doing it with your son mm-hmm. there. So mm-hmm. you really met your need for choice by cutting your hair, didn't you? What that is telling you is that he's not coming to meet you? the need for support. He thinks you're going to say no. Meanwhile, he's trying to practice being in the world and making choices. Hair is just the latest victim of that. Clearly, the need for aesthetics is not being met by him cutting the front of his hair the way he did, and that's not meeting mom's needs. Yes, he's meeting his needs for choice and discovery, but at the same time, it'd kind of be nice if he came with you and says, Mom, I'd like to cut my hair. Can you show me how to do it, or can you help me do this thing? Otherwise, I'm snipping and not knowing what other than I am exercising choice with no awareness of other needs.
0: Yeah, he did give me that chance. I did not take him up on it. Oh, for the record.
2: Yeah, right. That's good to hear that. And then all of a sudden, you did take him up and you're going, like, Oh, yeah. All I needed to do was language through this a little bit. How much are hear you? Okay, so let's see. How is this going to work? You want to do this by yourself? You would like me to do this? How would you like this to look? Is this something that's going to work for you? Yeah, yeah, you know, and then things tend to go better because we're seeing them speaking from here, but only having this language of context and not necessarily um, connecting to here.
0: Right.
2: So is there any other, I mean, there's a lot of things, a lot of nuances and a lot of ways that we can spin this around a little bit, but at least we took a little bit of time to talk about how we can reframe and also get used to what the biology of the molecules of emotions are doing and the language that goes with it.
0: Yeah. Well, and I love how this tied in with our first, uh, with our first episode that we did together because it was all about children. All right, all right.
2: So, say, I hear that five minutes are gone. All right. I
0: hear I'm, I'm just
2: going to say goodbye to everybody, and then we'll do it for you.
0: I hear that your five minutes are done. I'm just going to say goodbye. All right, so goodbye, everyone. Um, I will put the links for you in the description box. Awesome. Yeah. And thank you, thank,
2: thank
1: you.
0: Yeah, have a great day. Bye.